HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by TechServe. For more information, visit TechServe.com. We talk about food. We talk about music. With musical dudes. Finger on the pulse. Snacky tunes.
All right. You are, well, welcome to Snacky Tunes. I'm one half your host, Greg Bresnitz. Darren is actually out today shooting a show, uh, unfortunately. So hopefully we'll be reunited uh, next week in studio. It seems like we've been trading off. Uh, Spain was amazing and a great vacation, but I'm happy to be back in the studio. Uh, that first track was by a band called 254 called Dawn off of their EP. And they will be playing live uh, in studio a little bit later. They're outside eating some pizza and watching some World Cup qualifiers, but today is a really amazing show. Um, when I first moved to New York straight out of college, I was completely broke and uh, didn't have anything more than a few dollars uh, every day to eat some food. Uh, and I used to do a something called All in One, which was a bagel, everything bagel, hash brown, two pieces of bacon, two eggs and cheese that I would wait till I got really hungry and eat that and then kind of coma out and then wake up. And that would kind of be my meal for the day and then uh, things got better and I got a job and everything and one of the very first things that I went and did when I got a good uh, some money and some spending money is that I went down to Russ and Daughters and got a bagel and locks. Granted it was on the lower end of the bagel and locks so um, Russ and Daughters has hold, uh, held a very very special place in my heart and I'd like to welcome Josh from Russ and Daughters to the show today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so why don't you since why don't you give me a little background of how you came to get involved in the family business? It's not the traditional, uh, not the traditional really. story. Uh, more and more these days, it, it ends up being uh, more of a prevalent story. I am the fourth generation uh, co-owner. I own it with my cousin now, uh, Russ and Daughters. Our great grandfather founded the business in 1914, um, and I uh, went to school for chemical engineering and worked out west in semiconductors for five years and uh, I started getting this this sense of history and where my family is from and really what my grandmother who's, a, who's kind of the matriarch of our family did with her life and it was Russ and Daughters her whole life was Russ and Daughters so uh, I started ha- having this draw uh, to Russ and Daughters and I wanted to make sure it stayed in the family and at that point my uncle who owned and ran the business for 30 years um, was considering moving on he's, I don't know, he's getting up in years um, and I started talking to him and he, for months told me I was crazy and why would I come back and stand on my feet for 10 hours a day, six days a week. And ultimately I convinced him that, that I would do, give it my all and, and, and come back and attempt to do it. So I left my career as an engineer at Weston and, and came back and got into the business for the first time. I was never really exposed to it. So, I mean, and how old were you? 26. So you had never, you know, cut fish or smeared no. bagels. Or yeah, that's actually stuff. really funny. I'd I'd never I'd never had a, a waitering job. I'd, I'd never worked right. in a restaurant. Right. So it was really you know blank slate. Which from at this point in my career, it's it's nice to get someone that works for us with a blank slate because mm-hmm. then they don't have preconceived notions. They don't mm-hmm. think they know better than than we do. Um, but I I came up to the counter one of the first days I was there and picked up the knife with my left hand. I'm left handed. Right. And everyone looked at me and was like, oh, no. Like, you can't slice with your left hand on the counter because there's 10 guys standing back there. Right. And you're going you're gonna to cut someone inevitably right. if you're slicing with the wrong hand. So I changed hands and figured out how to slice with my right hand. Thank God. They let you cut fish day one? Or wasn't something that you had to work, work up to? They Apprentice? I mean... And even now, when, yeah. when a new person comes on, we let them attempt to cut fish now that it's an expensive process because you can't necessarily sell that fish right you know we make it into tartare or something else Mm -hmm. but yeah uh, one of the first days i was there i I attempted it it's amazing i was i was just watching uh uh, dreams of sushi 
this weekend and, and which is amazing yeah and it's like they talk about like all the steps you have to do just to even get to cut to fish and oh, then yeah. on top of that it takes 10 years just to begin to cook the eggs which is like so it's a very interesting different it's not quite that long for russet <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's it's certainly it, it takes people months it took me three weeks and i'm this crazy perfectionist like right. person but the 10 years that I've been there, I've been developing my slicing ever since. So Yeah, how, how do you, I mean, obviously you got to it where it was possible, but like how have you developed your technique? Like what is your technique now for cutting fish? The technique is hard to explain in words, but it's really touching the fish and seeing the fish. You, you approach each piece of salmon differently. And uh, most importantly, you have total control over the knife. And what I've been really been developing. What type of knife do you use? Shout it out. It's, a, uh, it's called a slicer. And it's when it comes new, it's thick, maybe an inch, an inch and a half thick, 12 inches long. But we have uh, a grinding, a, a sharpening service that cuts them or grinds them down. So they're like maybe a half inch at most mm-hmm. and then thinner than that. So it's a, a weird knife. Do, do you have a specific brand? <laughs> no, they're, they're actually really cheap knives. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Chris Constantino from uh, San Francisco, mm-hmm. chef. Um, just is launching a line of knives and he just gave us a couple that we're trying out thoughts um they are not shaped ideally for us because the tip curves up at the Mm -hmm. end instead of having a sharp point which we like um very sharp and it's a it's a nice japanese steel knife right um but it might be a little too flexible. Is I'm the, still working on it. <laughs> I mean, I guess, is, is the uh, smoked salmon business and game crying for a better knife? I guess is the, the, would be the question. I don't think so. Uh, I think the, the, the cheap knives that we have, we have to sharpen them constantly. Uh, Just like be, grandma. Yeah, right. Um, but particularly, it, it's a lot easier to slice with a very sharp knife. Right. Um, so I don't think it needs a knife. Maybe if you had a nice steel knife designed to my specifications, it would be amazing. But then... You know, it's, I mean, if you it's $150 an, a knife. You then. are an engineer. Right. So you, exactly. could, yeah. you could potentially have a little side right, business right. there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you grew up in the Lower East Side going to Russ and Daughters. I did not. You did not. I grew up upstate. But you would come down and yeah. visit and everything. Yeah. I, I grew up upstate, strangely, on an ashram. Really? My mother was like the hippie black sheep of the Russ family <laughs> <laughs> and took off. So I was raised from zero to 10 on, a, on an ashram just an hour north. Okay. Um, very unique and not at all like my life now. But <laughs> and so when when you would come down, what was yeah. it like coming? I mean, to Russ and Daughters in the seventies and eighties because you can only imagine Lower East Side then versus Lower East Side now is I mean night and day, two different worlds. It was it was wild, um, and especially since I was you know in the woods and this and this different very different place, uh, we'd come down and drive in and park somewhere in the neighborhood, make sure all the you know doors were locked, the windows were up. Um, and then walk, you know, a block or two to the store and, and just bums sleeping on the street, like multiple bums sleeping on the street. Um, street walker, I mean, drug addicts everywhere. It, and it almost, and, and I, I think I wrote about this or, or in an interview recently, like walking down the street was like the wild west, you know, like stuff was blowing down the street and everything was sort of like scary and, um, but it was really exciting for me to see that. And then you go into the store and you smell that aroma that you know, I'm sure, mm-hmm. well. Um, and it's sort of very welcoming. And I'd go in there and like fill my candies or pockets with candy. And, and then we'd go to Grandma's in, in Gramercy Park and, and have lunch. And uh, I mean, you have such a rich history there. You know, do you, tell me about your customers. 
that's what I'm always curious about because like the people that will still come out of their way and probably even travel like an hour just to come because yeah. they've always gone there. It's like, what are some like the most loyal? Some like, do you have any stories about that? Well, we have a tremendous amount of loyal customers that now they certainly travel from Long Island and New Jersey and upstate and in Europe. I mean, there's a a guy that when he's here, I think he works for the UN um, in war torn areas of the world. And he's been in uh, Sudan for setting up the new government <clears throat> for months. And he comes in for a couple of days for a meeting and comes into the store and tells me these stories of like him being horribly ill and like losing 30 pounds. And, but this is like his, his mainstay, like he needs this food. And there's so many people that really, wherever they move, they're, they're, whenever they come back, they come to like sometimes right off of the plane, like from Europe or from the West Coast. And come and get their sandwich, and it's it's a real nostalgic, but uh, holds a special place in a lot of people's hearts. Amazing. Uh, is there any sandwiches that you have there that are fear like overlooked and underappreciated? Like I know, like I would go in and I would be like, I really should get the lox and, and bagel, but you're like, yeah, something I should possibly consider. Uh, well, the pastrami rus is is a fairly new sandwich. Okay. Um, pastrami, this pastrami smoked salmon. It's not meat. It's it's fish cured in in uh, pastrami spices. Um, and it's on a bagel with deli mustard and sauerkraut. It's okay. pretty damn good. I, I would say that I would definitely overlook that. But um, and how is it introducing you know new items in that place, considering the history and the legacy of it? It's not easy. Um, Any more? I mean, we have a lot of old customers that have been there a long time and want just traditional stuff. And we have other customers that want you know what about eel or like different things. Um, so we. Don't change too many things, but when we find a product that's deserving of being in that showcase, which there's a limited amount of room, then we certainly, you know, check it out. Um, herrings, we've, we've done a, a few, a new preparation in the past 10 years, a curried herring that's actually delicious. Um, some different uh, fishes, we started making a trout uh, salad, like the white fish salad with trout meat. Um, but... You almost have to convince the, these old school customers that it was appropriate to make that change or right. put something new in the case. So it's a challenge, but uh, it takes a lot for something to get in there. What was, uh, what's the one thing that caught on that you didn't expect to catch on that's been introduced in the last 10, even 20 years? The pastrami salmon is a big one. Um, the uh, wasabi roe, I think, is, is probably the biggest one. Really? It's wasabi-infused flying fish roe. And people will put it on anything now. It sounds perfect for like it's, toast. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, right. Toast uh, on the white for salad on any other sandwich. It's it's excellent. And and one last question before a break: Is there yeah. anything that you introduced that didn't make it that kind of still breaks your heart? I try not to get too attached, especially if I'm going out on a limb. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. What did I introduce that got killed? I mean, there's been salmon's that I really like uh, from a new supplier, a new smoker mm. that just don't work out you know we tried to import some from scotland i think Mm -hmm. and the importation and the problems with the timing just didn't work so some of these things that i really wanted to have in the store and just didn't didn't work out it's kind of okay awesome um all right so we're gonna take a quick musical break it looks like you brought some stuff here for us to try including that drink that is absolutely your shrub the shrub um and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about the new catch season and then the uh, herring pairing event um, coming up next, we have a song uh, by Ramesh, who was on Snacky Tunes earlier this year. 
Um, this song is called Berlin Without Return. It's going to be on our new live comp, which comes out June 26. You can actually get this track now if you go to Brooklyn Vegan. Just search Brooklyn Vegan Snacky Tunes and Remesh. Uh, and we will be right back with Josh from Russian Daughters and 254 playing live later on Snacky Tunes. She used to hold me like a mother Now she just throws me to the lions and the wolves I remember your face Stares at me like the hero Long ago I was king of your world You held me close and I made you feel Like you were protected From the forces of nature Take me alive 
I need a new computer. I guess I'm gonna have to go to the Apple Store. What? Don't go to the Apple Store. Go to TechServe. What's TechServe? I thought Apple Store was the only choice. No, you're crazy. TechServe is so much better than the Apple Store. They're New York's original and still the best Apple computer, iPod, and iPhone store and repair shop. Plus, the store is really cool. You gotta go check it out. They're located at 119 West 23rd Street. Well, that settles it. I'm, I'm headed to TechServe. TechServe is a proud sponsor of HeritageRadioNetwork.org. For more information, visit TechServe.com. That's T-E-K-S-E-R-V-E.com. All right, Ramesh Berlin without return. Um, I have Josh from Russ and Daughters on here who's feeding me locks, so essentially just making me new best best friend ever. Well, the, the best bagel you can have is a bagel made by someone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never thought of that. That's entirely true. Yeah, it really is. Tastes that much better. Mm. <laughs> the... Um, Way that my mom smears like cream cheese on a bake. Like I've never been able to get that same like bread to topping ratio. Yeah. Mine always kind of comes out super thin, and I don't really know. Like I'm using like half a pack, and it's still not like somehow soaks in. Um, the sable's amazing. All this is is so good, and and the bagels are tiny. Tell me about. Well, what we brought was mini bagels, and these are you know traditional hand rolled, water boiled um, New York bagels. But the mini bagels are actually what a bagel used to look like. Mm -hmm. And as you know, today, bagels are like four times the size of this. Even our our regular-sized bagels, and we just um, made a change and are using a a real traditional bagel roller. There was, totally. Um, And and the old bagels that we had were a little bit bigger, but still smaller than many of the bagels out there. And the new bagels we have are are quite a bit smaller, more like a traditional bagel. Mm -hmm. Not this small, but... um, customers were this bagel is too small so we're basically retraining um new york to understand what this is a traditional new york bagel i got it one one hand rolled bagel at a time um so let's talk about the herring pairing event first off great name what's the Um, concept so it's herring paired with spirits okay which what could be better than that nothing (laughs) basically it's it's centered around the the start of the new catch Holland herring season, okay. uh, which is a very slightly cured herring. Um, almost, it's like sushi. Uh, so it's really uh, an amazing herring, uh, one of my favorites. Um, so that's, that's sort of the impetus to, to do this event. And then we take all of our other different herring preparations and serve them on different breads or crackers um, with different accoutrements. And then pair them with different spirits. And last year was, you know, vodka, um, aquavit. Um, There's something so nice gin. about herring and a shot of ice cold vodka that it. I don't know. It's that's it, the perfect pairing. Yeah, and yeah. we try. To, we you know we go out on a limb a little bit and try to pair different herrings. You know, a spiced herring with some sort of maybe a spiced gin or something. Right. Uh, with different things, and a lot of them come out really well. Um, and we also have um, a guest chef. Uh, and this year we have uh, Chef Sono from Kyoya on 7th Street mm-hmm. uh, that was just given three stars uh, by the New York Times. Amazing. Uh, so we're really excited about that. Good and timing. With, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and with the, the herring being like sushi, we're, we're really curious and interested as, as to what he's going to come up with. So he prepares the herring uh, in some way. And then we're pairing that with a sake, actually a fourth generation sake producer. Oh, yeah. Really? Fourth Which generation is, salmon, fourth yeah. generation sake. And Happy it, coincidence or a little bit more thought out? Not necessarily thought out, but it, it sort of fell into our lap. Mm-hmm. Uh, the funny thing was, you know, we're sitting down with the chef and, and someone from Japan, and 
the fourth generation sake producer is like the new kids on the block. Right. There's yeah. know, 16, 17 generation right. sake producers. Right. <laughs> so. Um, so, uh, and last you had April Bloomfield, um, and before that was Wiley Dufresne. So, exactly. what were those meals like, or how did that? Their preparations, Wiley did a nasturtium soup with the, the new catch herring um, that was very Wiley, you know, uh, like your gastronomy, like um, delicious. And then there was some cocktail with that. I actually don't remember what it was. And then April did a crostini with a, I think it was lemon um, brined, a new catch Holland herring that was unbelievable like fantastic people were mobbing them and so is it is this like this is less sit down more just like exactly like hand things so um what are the nuts and where is this when is this how do i get to go it is on june 26th at okay. astor center you can buy tickets in russ and daughters okay. uh, or calling up russ and daughters or on the astor center website uh it's 75 dollars and the, the pause is to look at Jen Snow. The yeah, publicist. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, shout out to Jen for setting <laughs> this up. Exactly. And for being my backup. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's $75 and it's from six to nine. Okay. We have a, a jazz band. Amazing. Um, this, what's you know, the dress? What's the dress? Whatever you want. Okay. I wear a suit. Um, do you have to give a speech made of herring? <laughs> Scale. Do I have to give a speech? I don't, I don't have to give a speech. I, I think I'll, I might say something. It wasn't, was it you or Nikki that was talking about the Gugumuga? Like one a designer like made a uh, suit out of like herring or Jen, you can get in there. Yeah, really. Yeah, Isaac Zrahi made a suit out of or a dress out of salmon skins. Oh, okay, which is pretty amazing. That's salmon. pretty amazing. Awesome. Salmon That's pretty amazing. By the way, Jen is on two fifty four's mic, so if you hear the reverb on it, that's why it's like uh, <laughs> super spaced out. Okay, amazing. And then uh, the other thing that's going on is, is the new catch. Right. Um, why don't you take me through what that is? The new catch is, is a Dutch herring that um, they set a date every year in Holland that the herring is, is released or the season begins. And the, they, have a, a, they auction the first barrel of herring, I think, uh, basically for charity. But it, I think last year it might have gotten 60,000 euros. So, I mean, it's charity-based. 85? Wow. Wow. Um, so it's a big deal. And um, the season started on the 6th. We're still waiting to be able to sell it. Um, but we will have it hopefully today or tomorrow. And uh, it's, it's fantastic. You know, come in. You can eat it traditionally, hold it by the tail, um, dip it in some onions, and, and eat it right at the counter, Amazing. which a lot of people do. It's a, it's a fun time of year for us. How much eating, how much like picking goes over the counter? Like, is there a time limit to certain people who have been doing it for a while? They get like a little bit more of like, a, eh, it's okay. You know, when we're not busy, mm-hmm. I'd be happy to see 10 people in there eating on the counter. Um, but when it's, if it's a Sunday afternoon and there's, you know, 40 people waiting to order and right. you know, people are taking up space, then I'll just throw them out. Um, but um, it's, we're happy to have people to hang out there and eat, eat whatever they want. And, and last question is, what is, the, um, what is like the grace that you get for like trying a couple things? Like how much do you let people try before you're like, all right, enough already. Just buy something. Move along. Um, I, I don't have a lot of patience for that, to okay. be honest with you. I mean, if someone's actually, and you know, I know, yeah. if someone's actually curious and has no idea what anything is, I'm, I would give them almost a taste of almost anything. Right. There's occasionally a, a schnorrer. What's that? Someone who is just trying to get a free lunch. Right. And, uh, I, yeah, right. It's a Yiddish term for, uh, uh what? 
Oh, just go. Someone get something free, right? Okay. Um, and that's that's right. That's where my uh, impatience comes out. Okay. Well, um, thanks so much for joining me on this. This is very exciting for me. I'm very so happy when I saw that we confirmed this. Um, Thank you for the bagel. Always um, prepared, as you said, better by somebody else. Um, You want to give me the nuts and bolts? Or Jen, do you want to give the nuts and bolts? Twitter, email, website? Yeah, it's russandaughters.com, all spelled out. Twitter, it's locks populi, locks of the people. Um, And we have info about the herring pairing on both. And then you can, yeah, you can call Russ and Daughters at 212-475-4880 to buy tickets to the Herring Pairing. Or you can go onto our website, which will link you through to Astor's website. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having us. I really appreciate it. It sounds like Space Voice in there. It's so awesome.
You're listening to Snacky Tunes. Uh, I'm one ho- half your host, Greg Bresnitz. And uh, today we have 254 Live in studio. Hi. Uh, how's it going? Good, man. We have half of, half of them right now. The other half are, are tuning. Well, we'll just slide this microphone over. Just kind of lean in. You can just lean into it. Uh, well, do you want to introduce who's, who's here? Yeah, hi. I'm Colette. Okay. And who are we missing? We're missing uh, my sister Hannah and Joel, our bassist. Who, uh, yeah, they're, they're tuning up. Yeah, it's it's fine. Like I said, it's internet radio. It's it's <laughs> a little bit uh, looser and things. Uh, welcome back to the states. Thank you very much. First headlining tour, um, and uh, you and I were just talking off air about you know the myth of um, of America. Yeah, they can come in. It really, it's just come come on in. <laughs> yeah, hello, welcome. Hi guys. Right. How was that? Was that good? Yeah. How are the acoustics in the hallway? I'm sorry. No, it's totally fine. Perfect. So we were just talking about on a clue about and during the break about the kind of the myth of traveling to the states and what it is. And we'd love to get your impressions. You're like day two, three into before you like all the shininess wears off and you're like, my fucking get back in the van, eat McDonald's again. You know what is it that like the states holds for you as like your first headlining tour? real adventure I mean um, yeah getting to kind of getting to visit cities that you know um, we would never have seen you know um, so it's just yeah the romance of it the road the landscape you know are you driving the whole thing yeah in a little Uh, van okay (laughs) okay there's a lot of you in that van where you're all in that van yeah there's six of us okay yeah (laughs) that's um, very impressive Uh, so you came from DC you were in New York then DC and then back up there thoughts on DC did you get to explore it all yeah, we, we got a cab to the White House. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh. You know, it's, First on the hit list. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of weird because it's such like a, well, obviously the White House, the Washington Monument, the Washington yeah. Monument, mm-hmm. but it's like totally insane to think that like, having never seen that again? Like, I guess if, when I go back to London, like the first thing I did go was like Buckingham Palace and just kind of yeah. stare at it. <laughs> yeah. So, White House, live up to expectations. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's very impressive. Um, area. And so, tell me about, let's just step back a minute, tell me about the band and, and how it formed. Um, although he's not here, I do this show with my twin brother, so I've, oh. I work a lot with family and I have a couple questions for the sisters, but how did this band kind of come to be? Um, well, yeah, it kind of started, um, Colette and I started kind of writing songs um, a couple of years ago that, um, yeah, felt like they, they had a bit like potential um, and we kind of we just started to, uh, yeah, kind of explore and expand on the sound, and um, then we were lucky enough to meet Alex and Joel, um, and we, uh, yeah, we just started kind of playing songs and playing shows together. Yeah. Um, for the creative process, is there one, either one of you or all of you? Do you have input, or is it mostly just the two of you? And what is the dynamic of that? Um, it kind of starts. I'll kind of make. Like the bare bones of like a musical track, and um, kind of send that to Colette to kind of, yeah. Then I do, yeah, I'll do like the melodies and the lyrics, and then when the song's done, we'll 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 kind of jam, jam it, it out, jam it yeah. out together. Okay. Well, why don't we why don't we get into a song? Cool. And then we'll come back and have some more family questions. Okay. Uh, what's the name of the song? This is Sugar. <clears throat>
I wish there was more than one of me because one person applauding just sounds really it's like worse 
it's like just worse doing it than not doing it. But that sounded awesome. Um, Thank you. So, for the family, it's like my brother and I. We like this radio show. Thing, I feel like nothing is more epic than like a family fight. However, nothing gets resolved faster than a family fight. So, like, we'll be like, I can't believe you do this. Like, how do you think this and everything? And two minutes later, it's like, so do you want to get, like, a sandwich or something? <laughs> so does that factor into, like, your... I mean, and you could say pass on the question because it's a very personal question. But does that factor into, like, how you guys write because it is something that's so close to you and you it, like, drags, drag, like, drags up, like, uh, well, I remember when you did this to me. It's never just, like, uh, you know, new band members type of stuff with the only history of being just in a band together. Mm-hmm. No, we've always got on. That, that's it, yeah, really. Kind of <laughs> so you just told me my brother and I just are totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's you know, yeah, we've always got on. It's just, yeah. All right, amazing. Next question, then. Here we go. Uh, no, that's that's totally fine. We just have things to work out. Um, so your record is out. Uh, the full length is out on Fat Possum, which is an awesome, awesome choice. How did you arrive at putting out on Fat Possum? Um. Yeah, just uh, just through through conversation, really, and just yeah, it's it's a huge honor. We're we're huge fans of the label mm-hmm. and the heritage. Yeah, of the label. Uh, I mean, you know, being a you know a band these days, I feel that you know some bands still have like the obvious path where they have to play you know a certain amount of shows and everything. But you know, when you're a band that gets kind of in the upswing of things and gets courted, you know, how is it that you make a decision of that, or what you know weigh the pros and cons of different uh, labels that I'm sure reached out to you. Um, I don't really know about that. I mean, I think it's 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 only ever about the team of people you know you're going to work with, and um, yeah, it's just a great team at Fat Possum, um, and yeah, we're just we're very lucky to be working with them. That that is amazing. So for the upcoming tour, I know that you only get like a couple hours maybe in each city. Is there something that you look to do when you get to a new city? Like we just have to do this one thing, so it feels like we were actually here. It's like, is it food? Is it going to vintage shopping? Is it museums? What is it? W- walking, just get getting out of the dressing room and going going for an yeah, uh, getting an a explore. feel for the city, just yeah. kind of strolling around. Um, yeah. What have you done in New York so far that you know might have you know taken off your checklist? Uh, well, to be fair, we only sort of we were only arrived of... in Brooklyn off the plane, and then today we've just arrived from DC. So yeah. in, in the next couple of hours, I, yeah. I want I want to go. Before uh, the show tonight, we'll be uh, yeah exploring Mercury Lounge tonight. <laughs> yeah, Mercury Lounge. Oh, I mean Lower East Side. It's Perfect. Actually, the yeah. uh, guest that the food guest we just have from Ross and Daughters, which is like right around there, which is a smoked salmon and bagel shop, which is, if you're That's into so it, nice. like one of the oldest around there. Um, why don't we hear a- another song? Uh, what are you going to play next? Um, we're going to play a song called Circuitry. Okay. Yeah. 
So to continue on with the myth about America, uh, is there any particular food that you are like, got to get to America, got to try this, uh, really got to sink my teeth into it because we just don't have it across the pond? Milk duds. No, <laughs> literally not what I expected, but okay. <laughs> uh, I'm, re- I'm really into tacos. So okay. Especially in New York City, it's good to... Oh, yeah. and you've already done your Brooklyn show, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's this place, there's two places like in Williamsburg. One place is called The Woods. In the back of The Woods, the best like burrito, quesadilla, taco stand ever is back there. And then there's this place called La Superior, which is also amazing. Okay, but nice. I'm sure someone from Lower East Side can point you in like the <laughs> position of a, of a proper... I feel like tacos just don't really translate anywhere else besides like America or Mexico. Like I've yeah, seen yeah. like Mexican food in Europe, and you're just like, I know it says Mexican food. I know it kind of <laughs> looks like Mexican food, but it's not, yeah. not really... <laughs> I think. Boys, anything for you? Milk duds, tacos? All of it. Yeah, the whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of burritos. Okay. Yeah. Which is a variation on the theme of a taco. I, I have an idea of where this is going. Um, when you get to the Northwest as well, like New York is fine, but the Northwest is like really well known for its Mexican food. So they might try to take you some like, like American cuisine and like get some steaks and everything. You go, no. <laughs> I heard there are good burritos here, and I want them, and I promise you will like get the best possible burritos that you could possibly stomach. Um, so new records out, you can get it on iTunes and more else. Um, on vinyl and CD. Vinyl, free download doing? with the vinyl. Um, I'm not sure actually. We must find that out. We'll find I'm that not sure. question. I hope so. um, well, I want to get make sure that we have enough time to get one more song in. Um, so do you want to just give me the notes and bolts where people can find you, follow you on Twitter, all that good stuff? Uh, yes, we're, uh, it's 254.net is the website, and um, the Twitter is uh, forward slash 254, the word. Amazing. Yeah, and anything else? Uh, you know, it's the, the final thing I'd say that American-British relations sometimes come across as Americans are very forward, and British are very reserved. So if any people who are listening who are going to come see you guys might want to say hey or that they really love your music, any tips that they have for like, a good opening line or way to introduce themselves? I- the more full on, the better. Yeah. Just, just, <laughs> yeah. Full on American. Hey, how the hell are you? Like, yeah. really nice to meet you. Here's a t- they bring a taco and a yeah. box of milk duds. <laughs> Is that like the opening? That, that seals the deal. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for being on Snacky Tunes. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're going to get one more song. Next week, we're very excited. We have Reggie Watts live in studio, which I'm very, very excited about. Mm. This new show out is on Comedy Central mm-hmm. right now. Uh, what are you going to take us out with? Oh, and the show tonight's at Mercury Lounge. Sold out? I'm guessing it's probably sold out. 
haven't checked in. I think okay. it's gonna be. Is it gonna be a good one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Monday nights in New York are always awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna say. Uh, what's the last song gonna play for us? Uh, creeping. Awesome. Oh, for, and check out the video for creeping. Anywhere you can watch videos online. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, and one more thing. Thanks to Graham for setting this yeah. all up. Very awesome publicist. <laughs> I just want to give him a thank you for uh, making this all happen. Yeah. And Ben too.
Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.